Good morning. Good morning. Laura Tyree. That would be me. Forest Rotary Club. Yes, sir. Tell us what the Rotary Club is. The Rotary Club is a true dedicated service organization internationally. We have about 1.4 million members worldwide and about 46,000 clubs. So we're a little bit of everywhere, but we believe in service above self. Mm -hmm. And we do a lot to help people on everything from basic levels, from food, water, nutrition, books, supplies, whatever is needed, to um, disaster relief. Mm -hmm. I always have to stalk everybody's website. (laughs) Everybody has such wonderful websites. It's amazing. Uh, One thing that I read on your website, quote, no challenge is too big for us. That's true. That's true. Um, How does that make you feel? When you think about being part of the Forest Rotary Club, are you like, oh, my Lord, I'm overwhelmed? Well, we can get overwhelmed, but Mm -hmm. most of the time it's such a feel-good, warm, fuzzy feeling inside to do something nice. I remember once we had adopted a family of 10 for Christmas, and because of that, we found out that there were about 14 other people associated with that family that also needed help. We dug deep, and we got Christmas gifts and food supplies and clothing for all of those kids. We just jumped to the challenge, and it just kind of works out. It's so amazing. It makes you feel so good. It does. Um, one of the first things that I tell new realtors when they come to work with us is to start their day doing something for someone else. And when you do that, you feel so good. And your day moves forward with a positive attitude. Exactly. And I try to do three things a day. So it also takes the pressure off of your job, which you're a travel agent. So your job is very hectic. Yes. Um, I know I took a trip one time and um, the airport was closed here. And I cried because I was taking care of my mother. So they gave me a rental car to drive to Atlanta, which they weren't supposed to. And then when we got there, the um, airport was closed and everything was closed. Oh, my gosh. So they put us up in a hotel overnight and we were going to Bermuda. And then the electricity went out in the hotel. (laughs) So sometimes you wonder if it's meant to be to travel or not. (laughs) But the problem is when they're calling you... Yeah, it's not pretty. No, it's different. So where is the Forest Rotary Club? Where is it located? We meet every first and third Wednesday at 1145 mm-hmm. at Graziano's Pizza and Forest. Oh, awesome. So we meet um, from 1145 till 1 mm-hmm. on those two Wednesdays. And we have moved around and had several locations, but that's where we're planted currently. That's awesome. Yes. They have wonderful food. They do. So we'll put a, a nice plug big in. room for us. I know. We'll put a plug in for them. Thank you. Um, and the Forest Rotary started in 2003? Yes, that's correct. I'm a charter member. Oh, I'm old. So you so you started the trouble. That's awesome. I was one of the I was one of the ones. Yes, that's great. Yeah, that's we wonderful. We have two charter members left in the club. So twenty years of service. Yes. To this organization, <clears throat> that's amazing. So tell us a little bit about your leadership because I looked at your this panel. I mean, it is this is crazy. 
Um, I mean, you just don't have president, president-elect, secretary, past president, and treasurer. You have a sergeant at arms. You have a past president, membership chair, club programs chair, social chair, community service chair, past president, vocational service chair, public relations chair. I'm like, oh, my Lord. <laughs> we, we're extremely organized. Well, and- obviously, yes. <laughs> Well, we have to we have to divide out a lot mm-hmm. of the responsibilities so that everyone can kind of have a focus, mm-hmm. and we allow club members to join whatever committee is closest to them. I'm currently the vocational chair, and we haven't done a lot with that in recent years because of COVID. Yes, but we've traditionally worked with um, the school system, the Bedford County school system, where we have gone and done career days. Um, we have been judges on some of their panels, depending upon um, you know what their what their projects and things were. Uh, but our community chair, we have an area in in Windhurst where we clean up trash. We pick up pack trash there two or three times a year and, um, and take care of that area. Uh, that community chairperson also organizes our bread pickup. Twice a week, we go to local grocery stores and pick up their discarded bread and items and take it to the Blue Ridge Area Food Bank. Um, so uh, then we have an international chair. We're very strongly connected with our Rotary International. So we're always doing international projects with them where we can partner with other clubs, most of whom we've never met, and uh, and work on projects with them, whether it be installing a well or putting in um, restroom facilities in a, in a village or town. But uh, it takes lots of little committees working on things for us to be, for us to have as many little tentacles out there touching as much as we possibly can. It is absolutely crazy. And now that I'm doing these podcasts and, and I'm Finding out what all of these nonprofits do, I am absolutely amazed. I'm amazed at how, and so proud of Lynchburg and the four surrounding counties, and even all the way to Charlottesville because we cover those areas. Everything that is done for the community, and not just hundreds, but thousands and thousands and thousands of people that I know that do volunteer work and that Mm -hmm. do all these things for all these different people. It is amazing how everybody in Central Virginia gives back. And I just, I didn't have any idea. I mean, the only thing I knew about you is that you sent people on fabulous cruises. I had no (laughs) idea. I'm like, wow. You didn't know I had this other whole thing with Rotary. She has this other side. (laughs) So I don't normally read things from websites from from the nonprofits websites but except for mission statements and that sort of thing mm-hmm. but i think this is very important because it gives our listeners an opportunity to understand your reach and when i go through this and i think people watch this podcast they're going to be amazed <laughs> this blows my mind so just from the field of honor, your beneficiaries are the Lynchburg Area Veterans Council, Society of St. Andrew, Miriam's House, American Red Cross, Lynchburg Daily Bread, Blue Ridge Area Food Bank, Red Truck Ministry, it keeps going, Salvation mm-hmm. Army, Rise Against Hunger, Meals on Wheels of Greater Lynchburg, 
Freedom424, who is someone we have to talk to, but I might have to get somebody else to do that because I went to one of their fundraisers and it was very emotional for me personally. So I, I had to leave. Um, Forest Volunteer Fire Department, Parkview Community Mission. This is this is crazy. <laughs> Campbell County Rescue Squad, Amazement Square, Brook Hill Farm, who was here last week, Casa, Warm Streets, Virginia Hunters for the Hungry, Bedford Area Education Foundation, Boy Scout Troop 180, Elizabeth Early Learning Center, Campbell County Public Libraries, Timbrook, Operation Home, Central and Southwest Virginia Honor Flight, Bedford Christmas Station, Big Island Elementary Backpack Program, which I personally support um, every year, the Rustburg Elementary Backpack Program. And that it's amazing. will break your heart. It um, it's amazing. Bedford County Youth Fishing Outdoor Experience, Men at Arms Ministry, Rush Homes, which is an incredible organization, Military Order of Purple Heart, YMCA of Central Virginia Beyond the Bell, M for K Lynchburg, National Center for Healthy Veterans, Adult Daycare of Central Virginia, which is wonderful, Isaiah 117, Agape Center, Bedford Christian Ministries Food Bank, all supported from Field of Honors from one event. Yes. And so it says total, and this was probably last year, over $100,000. And so you divide those funds up and outreach to each and every one of these organizations. Yeah, every year we take half of our proceeds and make decisions about how we're going to benefit the local the local economy, the local organizations that need so much help. We really stepped up during COVID because there was a, just such a huge need. Mm -hmm. So part of our proceeds go towards a big project. We choose a large project every few years and work on that. But then we have our club members um, suggest organizations that we benefit and we, we vote on them as a club and decide where those funds go. But we give everything that we can possibly give. We don't, we don't want to keep any. We want to give it all away. Well, and it, it amazes me because I looked at your sponsors of the event, mm -hmm. which will really knock your socks off. It's a wide variety. It's a wide variety. The other thing that I've noticed in my podcast is there are three or four companies that are involved in just about everything. And I don't know how yes. they do that. I and so a couple of these people I know, one I've already reached out to to have lunch because I really want to sit down with her and say, how do you do this? But then I look at the growth of that particular company, and I think it's the simple you have to give to receive. And when you're so vested in your community and you're giving, people give back. It's just, it, it, it's amazing to me. It is. When you set an example like that, people follow. Oh, yes, they do. They really do follow. So as far as other than the field of honor, um, what are the really the real highlights of what you're doing that people could get involved in? Um, 
Well, we have we have a lot of volunteer opportunities whenever mm-hmm. we pick, whether it be a small or a large project. We usually post when we're doing one of our clean sweeps, as I mentioned earlier on Area and Windhurst. We put that up on our website. Anybody that would like to come and assist us, we're, we would love to have them help. We take a lot of volunteers for our Field of Honor event because oh, yes. we we man that field as much as we possibly can during the two weeks that the flags are on display. There are uh, lots of opportunities for not only small organizations, but just for individuals. Yes. In fact, a lot of times when we're putting up those flags, people see the flags, they just pull in and sign sign one of our little waivers, don a pair of gloves, and off they go. They are very willing to help. Uh, we have some other projects that we'll do from time to time. We work with Society of St. Ha- Andrews, where we'll do some gleaning. I was just looking at pictures recently of my granddaughter standing on a mountain of sweet potatoes that we were gleaning that were going to be delivered it around to local food banks and, and area churches that have pantries and so forth. We did that a few years ago. But anytime we have an activity, whether it's helping the Forest Library with their annual book sale or whether it be cleaning up trash or the Field of Honor or even something smaller, we will go down and do some work at Valor Farms. I don't know if you're familiar with I that am, organization yes. and that. Um, we'll go and assist with that, or if we have a blood drive, we'll invite the public to come and sign up. So there's a lot of opportunities on that website. Yeah, there's a lot of opportunities because you all, I didn't realize how widespread you are. We're massive. Yes, you are. I mean, there's so many tentacles that touch so many different things. Tell me about the playground. The playground. Playground is so close to my heart. I'm a co-chair for the playground Mm -hmm. committee. Um, when we first had our first field of honor, we set our club down and started talking about what would we like to do for a long-term project that we can bite our teeth into, that we can really make a difference in this community. And through a tremendous amount of ideas, we whittled it down and a playground for kids with all abilities, ages, and aptitudes. We really wanted to do something, but the problem was finding a where. And we had a conversation with Bedford County Parks and Recs. And the land behind the Forest Library um, had been deeded by the Raglan Goley family years ago. But there were a lot of stipulations about how it could and could not be used. We um, just kind of passed along our ideas and it was presented to all the attorneys and official people and the you know uh, board of directors, board of supervisors rather, as well as the Raglan Goley family and they loved the idea. So that was how it started. So for the last few years, um, we've been putting half of our Field of Honor funds towards this project. We kicked it off about a year ago by putting in a really big modular piece with roller slides and climbing walls. And um, and it even has a little transfer station um, for children in wheelchairs. If they have the upper body strength to lift up the steps, once they've transferred, they can enjoy the roller slide and so forth. We've put in a spinner, a big set of swings. So we have a mommy and me swing. We have a one of those big round swings that multiple kids can get into and squeal like crazy while they're being swung around, regular swings, and a handicap swing as well. Um, And then we have musical instruments. They are literally, they're tearing up the mallets on the musical instruments. We've had to replace a couple already, but kids can play chimes, they can play drums, they can interact. 
And, and we have plans for the next few years. We'll be adding more and more pieces, reading stations that'll go around the walking track there so that the library can put pages of books in those reading stations. And as kids walk around getting a little exercise with mom and dad or, or big sis or big brother, they can stop at those reading stations and read the book as they go around. Um, we have plans to put in a lunar rover so kids can either wheel in or walk in, feel all the dials and things like that. So we're looking at a lot of creative things that stimulate kids um, with all levels of ability, you know, and, and interest. But when we go out there and see kids just climbing all over this stuff, it just it brings tears to my eyes every time I see them. Um, we love going out there and installing new things because the parents get very involved. They want to know what we're doing. They come up and talk to us. We get an opportunity to tell them about our organization, and they see what we're doing. And um, we just can't keep giving back enough as far as that playground is concerned. This is our first major, major give back um, to the county, and it just excites us. Well, it's <clears throat> but you just started a year ago. We did. But yet... From what I read on the website and now what you've said, you all are just so far ahead of the game with we are. your plan. We are. And so how much land is this actually going to encompass? Do you know? Is well, it an acre? It, or You know, it's about an acre and a half, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm guessing. Between an acre and a half and maybe... Uh, one and three quarters acres. I'm not real good a good a judge of that, but there's a um, there's a walking path that's already there. That's about a quarter mile round. Inside of that is kind of some swampy ravine areas, so that won't be utilized for anything. But that that acre and a half there, um, a lot of it is shaded, so we'll have some things that can be under shade for the kids. And we're keeping it open so that the kids that are in the church playground next door that have a lot of uh, playground equipment for younger children, people can bring their kids from there over to the playground at, behind the library and people that are playing at the library are very welcome to go over and play on the church's equipment as well. So we're trying not to duplicate. So it gives everyone um, a greater opportunity to experience more and play with more. But we'll have things kind of scattered around there. And we're hoping to end it with a pavilion of some, si some size that both the library can use for outdoor reading sessions and things like that, as well as the general public and the farmer's market that is there yes. um, behind the library on yes. Saturdays, that they could utilize that as well. So it'd be kind of for the community to use. That's amazing because the farmer's market being there, I think, gives you so much exposure. And it does. I, I think that exposure is the most important thing so that people understand what all of these nonprofits do for our community. Yeah, we actually opened that big first modular piece. It was mm -hmm. the, we decided mm -hmm. to go big at the beginning so people yes. could see we were doing something. And we opened that up on a Saturday morning when the farmer's market was there. So we took the tape off of everything. We spread our mulch so kids could land soft and that kind of thing. And now we, are, we turned around and we're like, okay, there's kids in this farmer's market. Let's go get them. So our Rotarians went out and said, kids, kids, come on, come on. We probably had 25 children climbing all over that. Parents, too. The parents like the roller slide. Come enjoy oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> And kids were climbing all over it, squealing, carrying on. And we were all just standing back, just watching with our hearts full. It was just amazing to see. So how many more years do you think this project will take? We've got about three more to go, we figure. 
if everything if everything comes into place we we kind of had a a a reality check post-covid because a lot of our plans were in place as covid was getting going and because of supply chain issues and things like that some things got postponed a little bit and pricing almost doubled on a lot of the equipment so original budgets had to be kind of we had to go kind of go back and reassess those um, so things are a lot more expensive than they were when we first started out, but we're going to make it happen. We're just going to make it happen. I had another um, nonprofit that was that was doing a similar type project, and they were talking to me about just the increase in the cost of this mulch that's made from recycled tires. Oh, it's extremely it's expensive. Crazy. Yeah, it's extremely expensive. It, it's we have we have used mulch and we've used mats, big rubber yes. mats that allow kids to wheel across or or any child that has any kind of mobility issue, whether they're walking with crutches or or in a in a chair, um, can access the swings and get to the modular piece of equipment, that kind of thing. The the rubber mulch that's made out of tires is. Um, you know, is, is kind of clumpy. It so it's sense. hard for kids to wheel across if they were wheelchair bound. So we haven't used anything like that, but it's expensive. It's All those types expensive. of surfacing to protect the kids from a tumble is very expensive. Incredibly expensive. Yeah, it can be. So getting back, you were talking about the bread program. Mm-hmm. How do you, to me, that sounds easy, but it's not easy. How do you? It's de- a challenge. It is because how do you determine their specific times, specific stores to go to? Who lines that up and and organizes that? The food bank actually has partnership agreements with a lot of the food line stores around. Mm-hmm. So we have the food line that's over on Memorial Avenue is the one that we go and pick up. And it used to be that we could kind of pick up at any time, but now they've streamlined that a little bit. So it's an hour around lunchtime where you go and grab it, take it down to the Blue Ridge Area Food Bank, and then just you know, unload it into one of their carts and bring it inside. But it's been a challenge. Um, Not everybody's able to break away from work for an hour to do that. So we have a couple of our retired Rotarians that have kind of picked up the torch and are doing that. But we need more help with that. Yeah. We do. Well, and that was going to be my next question. Where do you feel that you really do need help? Where do you need people to step in? So the, so the, the bread delivery is one item. Bread delivery is one of them. Um, helping us with our field of honor, whether mm-hmm. it be installing the flags or helping us take them down. Any volunteer efforts for that are, are extremely welcome because that's when we have, that's our big all hands on deck event. That's when we need the most assistance. Um, and you can, um, there's a place on our website where you can email us um, to forestrotary.com is the, is the website. You can email us and let us know if your organization or if you just as an individual want to help. When we do installation on the playground, we put that information on the website as well. So we're, you're, we're more than welcome to have people come to the playground and help us dig holes or stomp around in the mud, do whatever we're doing there. Um, so those are kind of the main things, Field of Honor being the big one, but helping with installation and things on the playground. Um, come and, and join one of our meetings to see what we're all about. You know, we're we're ever growing. We're at about 40 members right now, and we ebb and flow a little bit, you know, as people leave the area or come into the area, that kind of thing. 
Um, but just reach out to us. If you, if you have a volunteer heart, just reach out. We'll, we can definitely point you in the direction of whether it be a rotary project for our club or whether it be a rotary project for one of the other rotary clubs in town. There are two clubs in Lynchburg, uh, one in Bedford. Um, Amherst has a club. Smith Mountain Lake has a club. We're kind of everywhere, Alta Vista. Wow. So we're all over. We are all over Y'all this area. Y'all have taken over and people don't even realize that. Well, you know, we've, we, we didn't always toot our own horn really loudly when we did something. And the field of honor has brought us more attention um, yeah. along with a lot of the other things that we're doing. But uh, we love it when somebody walks up to us because we're wearing a rotary shirt or a rotary pin and saying, tell me, tell me about this. We, we love that because we're we're a very giving and service-minded organization. And if you'd like to give and like to serve, we want to know you. <laughs> so here's another point that I found interesting because, <clears throat> excuse me, I thought <clears throat> that the field of honor was really the same thing every year. And I, I don't say that negatively or to downplay that, but mm-hmm. then I read on the website that was it last year you all honored all the front end people that had been involved as a result of COVID. So yes. tell me a little bit about that. And then tell me, does it change every year? Not necessarily every year. Okay. Initially, for the first couple of years, we had um, we were honoring um, police officers, firefighters, all first responders, EMTs, as well as active and former military. So that's how we set it up initially. Well, then when COVID came around, that we realized that people were putting their lives on the line, you know, from the, from the medical side of things. Yes. All of these nurses and doctors that were treating people with COVID and so overworked and yes. so needed support, you know, we felt that it, we had to honor them. And we have kept them on um, as honorees since then. So we've added, you know, anyone that is in the medical profession, nurses, doctors, you know, physicians, assistants, you know, we have their names on our flags because they go out every day and just work like demons to, to save people, save lives and help people. They're amazing. amazing. It is amazing. So mm-hmm. when something else happens and... God forbid that it does, then you can add them. So exactly. you're, you all are very open-minded and your think your thought process is so incredibly forthright, which is something I was very, very, very impressed about. So do you, do you all with a lot of these different nonprofits, I found out, and yes, you work with all these nonprofits mm-hmm. that I've listed, which again is amazing because I have not seen that on a website and I was blown away. But do the Rotary Clubs work together on any projects or no? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. So let us know so, about that. So for instance, we Rotary has a really good organization from our from our Rotary International all the way down to our district and area levels. Okay. We um, we have a program where we can donate to Rotary, and a lot of that money trickles back down and gives individual clubs opportunities for district and international grants. We did that with our uh, playground. We actually applied for a Rotary grant, and they matched funds for us to put in all the musical equipment. Mm-hmm. 
into our playground. We're working on one now that is going to actually let us do benefit Valor Farms. And the Alta Vista Rotary Club is partnering with us on that, as well as I think we have another club uh, that's looking to partner where we're going to um, get and install an, an egg washer. They actually have a program down there where they're um, they have a garden gardening program and so forth where they're consuming a lot of their own foods, but then they're selling or giving away the excess. So we're working together with other clubs to help fund that. And we'll actually go down and help it with installation, help with the projects that we have. Sometimes we give money, whether it's something like the Daily Bread, we'll give money, but sometimes we also give time and effort and blood blood, and sweat blood, equity. Yeah, blood, you sweat. Exactly. I've done a lot of volunteer work. Exactly. That's what it is. But but we've partnered with other clubs to do backpack programs, to do school supply programs, to do a variety of different things. And we have partnered with um, a Rotary Club in Madras in, in, in that area of the world where we have helped them put in sanitary stations where they did not have them. So we, our organization is very keyed in, and the program that we have is when you donate to Rotary International, those funds go into um, a growing account for, for three, about three years, so that 100% of what you give is now available to other clubs in grant form or funds that we can use for something else. That's There's incredible. nobody making money off of that. No, which is a good it is. So uh, we're we're running out of time, but you have to tell me quickly about this egg washing. How's that? How- you know, we're just getting going with that, but evidently there's a machine that washes the eggs. So once their their hens all lay the eggs and they gather them, then this speeds up the time for getting those washed up so that they can be sold or 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 eaten or consumed or or donated to other organizations. So I haven't seen it. I'm looking forward to it though. I'm fascinated by the concept. So <laughs> well, it's interesting, and, and we're out of time, but I have to tell you this. So this my sister has about 60 chickens. So oh, this boy. past weekend, I went by her house, and she has two runs, and they're big. And she had one run. She's 71. So she had one run that I had I, I didn't have to, but I saw that it hadn't been weed-aided, and the grass was about three feet tall. And I <laughs> weed-aided the whole side of the chicken run, and it was so funny because I kept finding these nests of eggs. <laughs> So I came back up. It's Easter. I was coming back up to the house. I was like, you know, you might want to get these. So, but they were pretty clean. They they weren't very dirty. Most of the time, they're really not that bad. But I'm gonna Google this egg washing machine. I guess if you're if you're gonna donate them or going to sell them, they need to go through some type of process. Sanitary. Correct. Everything has to be sanitary. I'm sure chicken coops are not the cleanest place in the world. Trust me. I'm sure there's things that need to be washed off. I went in hers. It's not. (laughs) And I will be volunteering next week to clean out that chicken. Oh, coat. very good. And I'm actually looking forward to it. It'll be fun. It'll be good on my tomatoes is there all I you have go. to say. Well, Laura Tyree, thank you so much. Thank it was awesome so much, to Robert. finally meet you, see you, and hear about the uh, Forest Rotary so Club. So appreciate you having me and giving me the opportunity uh, to Thank today. you, and I hope you have a great week. Thank you. You uh-huh. as well. I will. <laughs>